cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Josh Smith, president of Telic Labs. Josh, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Great. And I'm always glad to be chatting with you guys. It's always a fun time. When you first got into the space, any hesitation about kind of diving into cannabis? And did you approach the industry kind of wide-eyed and kind of with big momentum, thinking I can accomplish it and then have a big learning curve? Can you take us through that? Oh, 2018 was a shit show. (laughs) 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 To be absolutely, absolutely blunt. So coming from an industry, especially like a highly regulated one, such as uh, the clinical world and pharmaceuticals, their methods are established, done. You have everything from the sample transport has been so characterized that every step of every stage has been not standardized, but at least has been characterized so you know what you're going to get. In 2018, there was no published anything for just about anything. So we had to go through and literally design all our tests and our testing methods from scratch. Because, of course, no one else wants to tell you how they're doing it because, quote, trade secrets. So we, I spent a lot of time digging through old FBI crime lab methods. And then, of course, was the are you doing total THC? Are you doing Delta 9? Are you doing Delta, you know, THCA? Are you, do, you know, are you drying it? Are you not drying it? How is this being done? And there was the Delta 9s only states. Oh, God, it was a, just a mess. So let's talk about kind of the exchange with the industry and how those conversations take place. Can you take us through, let's say, a normal or standard interaction? You get approached by, let's say, an operator who's interested in the test. Can you kind of take us through a standard conversation? It's going to vary between your states. First, biggest stepping stone is, do you, does the lab have to go and pick up samples? Or can you, on the like, such as in the CBD side, can somebody mail it to your lab in a box kind of thing? So usually when somebody comes in, they're like, oh, I want to do this. I need a full panel test. Okay, well, what state and what's your full panel? Because that's going to change. And then, well, also to throw it in there, for the love of God, can somebody at the state level, when you're adding on microbial tests, ask a microbiologist before you. Total aerobic is a worthless test. It tells you nothing except your space was dirty. That's it. There's all sorts of little guidelines, but it's like, okay, well, what's your sampling amount? How are you sampling things? And every single person that I've ever spoken to the first thing they ask is, what is your turnaround time on your results? Hands down, that is the big question. I want to stay on the full panel real quick. So let's say an operator approaches you, and let's say in a certain state, they might not need a full panel testing, but obviously it should be encouraged. And is it on you to kind of work back and forth with the operator and encourage them to take the additional test? Like, how does that fit? So hemp and CBD side, and this is also includes the Delta 8, and except for very, very few states. The only thing that is required is that it is below 0.3% total THC. That is it. So, and that is usually just the plants in the field. This usually doesn't even go anywhere near the processors. So if you're in the hemp and CBD side, you really don't have to do anything. 
do operators have internal tests in order to kind of validate the results or to in order to like do some of those internal testings that you're talking about? You can, and there are ways to do it. But for example, a cheap HPLC UV is going to run you somewhere around 30 to 40 grand. These certified reference standards that I buy are about a thousand bucks a month. And, um, you know, you st- then you have to do your annual maintenance, preventative maintenance contract, which is 5% of your purchase price every year. What is one concept or statistic that an industry operator wouldn't know from your experience operating a lab? <laughs> I don't think we got enough time for all of that. Easiest one. If you grow outside, you will fail yeast and mold, hands down. Also, on the CBD side, if you're going to be below 0.3%, 10% CBD is your max. It's At that point, it's math. So anybody, anytime you go to a CBD shop and you see 20% CBD on that flower, that's marijuana. <laughs> what areas do you see growing in, in testing importance over the next five years? couple. Actually, I'll spin this back to those tests and what they mean, and I'll run through these really quick. Pesticides are simple, right? But be careful if you're testing semi-high for a pesticide and you don't use them, it could be because it's your clones. Mycobutanol is famous, is known for this. Whereas if you have it in your clones, it will propagate through and you'll never test positive. Um, I do think the just general, the the specific test, I think you're going to see those panels grow. And for things like heavy metals. So if you're seeing lead, your water filters are going bad. Chances are it's not in your soil. It's, it's most likely bad pipes in your water. Uh, arsenic, have you been, are you growing in rock wool? If you have, check your lot numbers because sometimes they source from volcanic places and you're going to get higher arsenic in your, uh, in your rock wool. Also, if you got rat traps anywhere else in your uh, grow room, you could be picking up the arsenic from it. Out of 100 people, they get the results from you. How many of those 100 would know where to start and where to focus on? Yeah, 10%? 10%, maybe, especially on the bacterial stuff. You know, if it's yeast and mold, it is almost always your HEPA filters and your ventilation are going bad. It looks like you're like, where's Waldo, right? He's like, where do I even start? He's like, well, this is quite a problem we have now. Well, and a lot of times, it's all about your airflow. Think about, I mean, think about like when you're, if you grow tomatoes, right? They tell you to take the leaves off the bottom of the plant so that you can get airflow back and forth. Otherwise you get blight and mold growth. Same thing with cannabis. Look at your grow rooms with the fans on. Are there dead spots? Because your overall room might be getting enough airflow, but those dead spots aren't. They're going to have microclimates. So the, the, if they're, they're also going to be higher humidity. And so those plants can infect other plants. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what is the biggest misconception? Surprisingly, that hemp and CBD is still cannabis. Like people don't put together that it's all the same plant. You know, it's just one is like, it's like petunias. One's got a blue flower, one's got a red flower. I mean, they're the exact same plant. If you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? If you're just looking to jump into this industry to make a buck, don't, especially if you're looking to start your own business. And I mean, this is kind of the whole thing. You know, if you're just looking to start a business to make money, there's always easier ways to do it. Right. But especially in a industry that is still growing this much that regulations can change on a dime from state to state, you know, 
you really got to have a strong stomach and you really got to have to want to be in this industry. All right. Prediction time. Josh, I've dropped you off in Washington, D.C. You're in charge of everything right now. You can implement, change, or influence any one policy to help move the cannabis industry forward. What would you change? Deschedule it. Hands down. That's it. You want to make things easier? Deschedule it completely. Because if you put it into where they were talking about it, moving the schedule two, that puts it into the pharmaceutical industry. And then, you know, they've already got this figured out. So who's they? Or I haven't figured out. Uh, a few pharma places. So I, I, I'm not going to name names on this one, but you can look this one up pretty quick. So Josh, for our listeners who want to get in touch, they've got questions and they want to know how you can help them. Where can they reach you? Uh, either at teliclabs.com. That's T-E-L-I-C-L-A-B-S.com. Uh, my email address is just jsmith at teleclabs.com. Thanks so much for your time, Josh. Only get all in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.